0: Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky
1: It's always game day in Cleveland. Well, it's always going to be a headline, especially when it comes to the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. And now things are uh, on steroids, I guess. They're gigantic when we talk about our quarterback and we talk about the story itself, not actually a person on steroids. But when we're talking about, you know, what's going on with Deshaun Watson, it looks like it's going to be another crazy week. Uh, as far as the court of public opinion and letting people kind of figure out exactly what's gonna happen, plus, there are also stories out there now that uh maybe we'll have something by next month to know what his fate will be for this season i I, I don't I don't know how that plays out, but we'll talk about that during this segment. He is Daryl Ryder. I am Andy Baskin. All right, so Daryl, let's just kind of look ahead at the week that is um and he's got this interview well, it's not him, it's the accusers. Uh, have an interview on Real Sports, and Soledad O'Brien will do the interview. And uh, I'm sure, and I'm sure, the Browns are bracing for what could be a very, very interesting week because I can't imagine there are going to be too many good things said about Deshaun Watson. What's going on with these 22 civil cases?
2: No, uh, and uh, and unfortunately, Deshaun, outside of what he said in his introductory press conference about uh, you know his him maintaining his innocence and and, and fighting. These uh, 22 civil cases uh, until the end in court, uh, not a lot for him to be able to be said, whereas w- what we have had is a steady stream of information flowing from these accusers, whether it's uh, excerpts from these depositions, which obviously paint a very creepy picture about Deshaun Watson's alleged behavior, uh, to now uh, these, uh, some of these accusers are going to be on camera, uh, talking about their alleged experiences with Watson uh, in these massage therapy appointments and his alleged inappropriate behavior, it's not going to be a good week for Deshaun Watson. Nothing good is going to come from these interviews. The, what is leaked from these depositions has not been good uh, for Deshaun Watson in the court of public opinion, uh, outside of Browns fans, I should say. Uh, because I got to be honest with you, I'm a little surprised at how fast Browns fans have rallied behind this guy, considering what he's accused of. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, apparently not many have wives and daughters out there, uh, because right now Deshaun Watson can do no wrong in the eyes of many Browns fans, not all Browns fans, but many Browns fans. And I, I just, I'm shocked at how fast, fans have rallied behind him considering what he's accused of uh and, and again i understand we are in a not guilty and int- you know until proven guilty society these are just accusations um but it's a lot of women it's a pattern of behavior that is very similar um as far as what's being alleged against him and i, I just i i i I don't think that obviously that uh, video of these women talking about their alleged experiences with him—it's just—it's—it's it's not going to go well for Deshaun. Um, I'm anticipating that they will be very emotional in these interviews. I mean, and obviously anticipating the—you know—they'll the, 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 probably be crying, which is never. Uh, you know, good to, to watch. I'm expecting the interviews to be very, very impactful. And again, uh, there's not much for Deshaun to say right now to defend himself. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I put myself in Deshaun's shoes, how I would even go about trying. Uh, To defend myself. So right now, when you talk about what he's accused of, it's it it it's basically a one-lane road as far as the information and the allegations go. Um, Again, with the these depositions, uh, and now uh, some of these women are going to be in front of a camera talking about their experiences, and I'm expecting it to be very impactful but very impactful in a very negative way as far as Watson goes.
1: Well, I do think it takes a uh I mean uh, for someone who is being accused to step out into the public and talk about what's going on. I do think that is an unbelievably uh difficult situation because you have someone who is you know accusing uh, you know c- accusing somebody and then taking it to the court of law and then you know talking about things that you normally don't talk about in in general conversation so um, I you know the women that will be speaking this week I I mean wow I mean it's I mean they will shape uh, more of the court of public opinion on this and you know I think it's it's a difficult task and I, I I don't look at it just as this case I look at it as domestic violence across the board and you know what this means for you know uh, men and women who are being domestically uh, abused and being able to be strong enough to go out and say something, I think that's the first part. And again, it's men and women who are physically abused. Um, and so I, I just I look at this situation. I always look at the bigger picture because I always wonder about sometimes not the case that you're looking at, but the 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 person who is you know who is suffering at home that maybe needs a place to go and. To say what's going on and try to, you know, rework their own life. So I, I'm always cognizant of of what's going on in the bigger picture, and that stories like this, whether it has to do with the Browns or not, uh, impacts a lot of people, whether they're football fans or not, whether they're sports fans or not. And it's it's, you know, it's uh, in some ways, I you know, if if this story helps someone else too, uh, uh, when um, the accusers step up and and talk on real sports and help someone else. Um, I think it's an important part of our process as far as free speech and being able to, you know, to be able to go out there and try to tell your story. Um, I, I don't foresee this being a very good week for Deshaun Watson at all. If you're looking at it from the other side, um, and he's probably better off not saying anything other than I, you know, other than what he has said before. I, I, these are false accusations. If that's true. Um, I, you know, what if he comes out and says these are true accusations? Then you're like, well, where does this thing go from there? And what happens as far as that that situation is concerned? So, um, I, I don't. I, I. I. Again, I'm numb to the entire story. I've said this a million times because I just want to hear everything. I'm confused about the fact that, um, about the indictments and the fact that they tried to indict him twice and he didn't get indicted. So that to me. It doesn't. It, it just. I, I'm wondering about the due process as far as you know what happens there, and then you've got the civil side of this, and then I wonder what's going to come out of that. And I, I just, I, I just, I just want to absorb information to try to make an intelligent decision. And yeah, and you know the NFL is going to be. We all make our own. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you know the NFL is going to be watching this close closely this week. Yes. Uh, this is going to be uh, a piece of their I- investigation and their, you know, processes too. Um, when you talk about the, the, the fact that he's not been criminally charged, I think a lot of that stems from, uh, you know, lack of uh, evidence, uh, physical evidence, the ability to gain a conviction, the burden of proof in a criminal matter is uh, much steeper for the prosecution than in a civil matter. Um you know the, these alleged victims right now, their only course of justice uh, appears to be through the civil court. Uh, and so that is what they're pursuing. My confusion, I certainly understand yours, Andy. my confusion is, why did he n- need this volume of women if it was strictly about massages and medical treatments, which is what he claims. My question is, uh, then why so many women? why was he uh trolling for these women on social media to find them you know you you are a member of an NFL franchise who has access to top of the line medical care now i understand during the pandemic it was different so and this even came up uh, at the end of last season uh john johnson safety for the browns kind of brought up how he wasn't really thrilled with some of the care that was available to the players and a big reason why is a lot of those specialists that the Browns would normally have in their building to help with physical therapy and things like that the covid protocols during the pandemic did not allow them to have those resources available so you know maybe that helps explain part of that but my understanding in in talking to Uh, you know, current and former players, you know, their attitude is when they find a good provider uh, or therapist, they they try and stick with that person as much as possible or stick with a couple of them. So again, my chief question with this whole situation is why on earth are you hitting up these women on Instagram and why on earth did you need over 22 of them? Because Remember, it's only 22 right now, and I I don't say only lightly there because 22 is a lot, but there's more than 22 women here that he has received treatment from. It's just in the, in this instance, 22 of them have come forward to allege this misconduct, and again, a lot of the stories seem to match as far as the behavior. And it's, you know, it's my understanding that, you know, the, the lot of these women do not know each other. So it's it doesn't sound on the outside looking in like it's a situation where all these women have conspired to you know go after Deshaun Watson in a very public fashion. So there's a lot of unanswered questions here. And again, he's presumed innocent. He's you know, this isn't a criminal matter. It's a civil matter. These are accusations right now, but you know the accusations are are pretty damning. I it just I I find it difficult to be able to just brush them off as easily. Again, as I see a lot of Browns fans be able to do, like it just this doesn't matter to Browns fans. A vast majority of these Browns fans, which to me is kind of troubling, but uh, I get I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but. Um, I I take them very seriously, I, um, and uh, you know, I think we're gonna find out just how thorough the Browns' investigation was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, that's a good point. You know, Andrew Barry sat up there and basically vouched for this guy. Andrew Barry basically vouched for this guy. Um, and so, uh, you know, I. I I'll be watching like I'm sure a lot of people will. I'm going to have to write about it. I hate, you know, the thing for me is I hate writing about it. I hate talking about it. Uh, it's because it's out of our world. That's why it's it's, it's very uncomfortable. It's, why, yeah. it's disgusting. It, it, it's it. appalling. Um, and you know, I, I quite frankly, I just rather talk football and, and about how great of a football player this guy is and how fun he is to watch and, you know, what he's going to do to change the dynamic of Kevin Stefanski's offense and stuff like that. But until this situation is resolved, which, oh, by the way, is not going to be resolved uh, until next year, again, unless he settles, which he has said he's not going to because from his standpoint, he feels like he has done nothing wrong or nothing inappropriate or nothing to violate a woman. So, uh, you know, it's going to take a long time for this entire thing to to play out. But the problem for him in the in the court of public opinion is everything that is trickling out paints a very grotesque picture about his behavior.
1: Um, one other point on this, and I just uh, – going back to the decision, like I, I read a couple stories over the weekend about how this thing might be settled by June. I don't know if I'm in the – if I'm the well, NFL. as far as the
2: NFL goes –
1: yeah, as far as the – yeah, I'm not talking about the 20s. Sorry, I'm talking about the football part of this. Like, I don't know if I'm the NFL if I'm in a big hurry to make some kind of decision by June. I mean, Other than the fact and – and that they want to talk to him again. Like, what didn't they find out the first time? Or is there some kind of new information that makes them want to go back and talk to him again? Or do they want to talk to him again just to make sure that his story lines up with what he said the first time? Like, I'm still trying to figure out. Why the NFL needs a secondary interview with Deshaun on this? Well, I have a feeling um, that but, they but, knew but, these but,
2: interviews were coming out too. So now these interviews will air, then they can go back. and So is it buy them time? It's it's investigation 101. Yeah, I mean this this is this is very very standard in you know law enforcement does the same thing, you know it's you you talk to them uh, once. Uh, if more, you know, and then you you circle back to your point to make sure the story lines up, uh, and you know remains consistent, and then also too, as an investigator, your job is to try and poke holes in that story, so to speak, right? To make sure that the person you're speaking with is is being very truthful to you. I'm not an expert on interrogation, but you know that's that's kind of standard practice when you're talking about uh, an investigation. So. Um, you know, the, this story is going to come out on Real Sports this week on HBO. Uh, like we've talked about, it's, it, I expect that it's going to continue to paint a very unflattering picture as far as the accusations being made against Deshaun Watson. Um, and I think it becomes another piece to the puzzle for the NFL as they go through their process in determining whether or not he violated the conduct policy and they want to levy discipline against him.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know, we don't we we tend to talk about the 22 civil cases, but really the all the NFL has to do is see if he violated the conduct policy. Like we don't really dive into that. We always look at the bigger picture on that. All right, let's uh, let's see how this plays out. I'm sure we'll be talking about it on our next podcast which drops on Thursday. But before we go today, I want to talk a little bit more about owner accountability. We talk about the players all the time, and there's one story that's making us wonder is there an owner that could be uh, out out of the boys' club when it comes to NFL owners and and uh, and having a franchise? So uh, it's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, remember to subscribe to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland feed. We uh, love having you on board. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Back with more after this.
0: Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.